All right. So now comes all of the spam. Uh, I just got yelled at. Uh, We're playing all the spam. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is not episode 500. This is going to be our fireside, fireside chat number nine. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. It's Alex. Tricky. In front of the court of the Trophy Horse community, are you ready to apologize to Ghost Tsushima? Because you talked so much shit about Ghost Tsushima, about how it wasn't your type of game. And listeners, he was trying to get me to host this week so he could play guess which game. The one and only, the legendary Ghost of Tsushima. Are you ready to apologize? I never talk shit about it. I'm surprised he's awake today. Uh, You and me both. You've had plenty of time to sleep since Extra Life, which, I'm gonna be honest, I'm surprised you didn't come out. You know how uh, Muhammad Ali, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? You got Tricky over here, gloat like a Tricky, sting like a... Bitch, I don't know. I can't think of something that rhymes. <laughs> a bitch, a bitch, a chump. There we go. It'll be nicer. Sting like a chump. Tricky. I'm surprised you're not gloating right now. I mean, when you're this awesome and this excellent and you know superior trophy whore, and nobody could take you down in a challenge, you know sometimes you know you don't even need you don't need to rub salt in the wounds. I mean, oh bullshit, bullshit. How many times have you texted Daryl today? None. How about yesterday? I texted him once uh, last night because we were recording a day late because I was too tired and Yield was having some sinus issues. Well, here, here let, let's I chit- down to see if he wanted to do the show last night. And he said no because he hadn't slept yet. So let's chit chat a little bit about Extra Life. It's, you know, was this past weekend, it was November the 6th. Actually, I was supposed to join Tricky in his stream. But, uh, so I work overnights on Fridays and I came home and I stayed up to about 9 a.m. Cause I, you know, every, t- like, I leave work at 5 30 in the morning, but I have some coffee before I leave. So I don't have any issues driving home. And I got home. I, I was awake for a few hours and asked Tricky, it's like, hey, you know, I want to join your stream and just kind of watch along and stuff. And then I proceeded to fall asleep until 6 30 at night. So I slept from like 9 to 6 30 at night. And then woke up and asked Tricky for my login details and then never joined his, his stream. <laughs> never. <laughs> I had the best of intentions, though. Uh, and, and Tricky even said, I asked him what he was playing, and Tricky said, you don't want to know. You really don't want to know. Or is it you, that you didn't want us to know what you were playing? I don't care. I mean, you can go look at my trophy list, but no, you did definitely did not want to know. Because you, you got how many I, Platinums that day? Uh, 52. Disgusting. And not one of them is a legit game. I was going to say, I, I, I saw you playing, or I saw a lot of those uh, arcade-type games pop up. Tricky played ar- arcade baseball, arcade whatever, arcade this, arcade that. And I'm just like, oh, jeez. So, so the sad thing is, is that 
Tricky was averaging about two platinums an hour. And, well, I guess it was, it was, yeah, it was about two platinums an hour because you got uh, the extra hour there for daylight savings time, so it fell back. But you even, you even probably averaged better than that because, as you told me, you were sabotaged by a couple donations because people could donate to your extra life and then pick a game for you to play. So you had to play a few hours of the division instead. I had to play four hours of the division, actually. Torture. The, the, the thing with the war is that you had, you could donate $20 to make somebody play a game for an hour. Uh, and if you donated $50, you could uh, make somebody play for three hours. It's for the kids. I donated $20 to Daryl's page to make him play Alien Isolation, a game that he hates, for one hour. Uh, he did that, and then shortly after Kalai found out, she donated $50 to my page and made me play The Division 1 for three hours. And then uh, a couple hours after that, Daryl donated $20 and made me play Division again for another hour. Kalai sabotaged her own team uh, because she donated $100 to his page, which made him play uh, two games for a total of six hours. But yes, I averaged about three to four Platinums an hour. I think your math is wrong there, Tricky, but okay. There's, there was 25 hours and you, pl- and you averaged, or you got 52. So... 21, 52 divided by well, two and a half, two and a half, three. There was a couple hours where I got uh, like seven platinums in an hour. God, gross. So I'm, I'm assuming you didn't start Alan Wake. I didn't start Alan Wake. I'm going to start that this weekend. Trophies, the Trophy Horse 1 was uh, 1,079. I had 780 of that. Uh, total Loot Brothers was uh, 1,049, and Daryl had 556 of that. Uh, total Platinums earned, uh, R War was 62, and I, you know, I had 52 of that. And total Platinums earned for the Loot Brothers was 61, and Daryl earned 38 of those. Uh, so I am proud to say not only did we win the war, I also passed Daryl in Platinums. Bye about. Uh, and then the third category, which was the unique category, which came down to the wire on this. Uh, we had a list of 30 games, which uh, if anybody in the Facebook group saw the list of games that was posted. Uh, and every one of those games you beat gave you a point. Um, we wound up only beating seven of those games as a team. And the Loot Brothers won 10 of those. Now, because of the, ways, the, rule, the way the rules broke down is... The team that got the most trophies and the most plats got a point. So uh, we we got the two points for that. Then the individual on each team, or the individual who got the most platinums and the most trophies over the course of the entire thing, earned an extra point for their team. So we wound up getting four points just from winning the totals, uh, trophies, and the total platinum categories. And because they only played ten games, or beat ten games, and we beat seven, we actually won the war by one point. And goal. Oh, I forgot the rage to play it. Sorry. I actually would have uh, earned one more, but I didn't know that I had already beaten Frogger Returns. So I played and beat the entire game and noticed not one trophy popped. And I looked on and was like, oh, well, I got these trophies five years ago. Oopsie. Been there, hoard that. So I got. 
the games I did beat were uh, Metal Slug 3, which is a freaking horrible game, by the way. And I don't know, uh, I, I, I've always thought the Metal Slug games were pretty fun. And the other one I beat was Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Oh, you didn't go, I wonder how many people went after Bioshock. Rick uh, went after Bioshock. He said he got halfway through it and he started playing Strider and got stuck on a mini boss and gave up. So he wasn't able to beat either one of those. Rick did beat three games uh, throughout the course. Uh, my friend Reby, uh, he won two of the games. Nitro didn't beat any of the games. Uh, Dara only beat one game, and that was the Power Rangers. Uh, Corey beat four games, which he had the most of the of the every everybody. Uh, JT beat three, and Noah the Builder, which is Daryl's son, he had two. Uh, games beat. But overall, we won again. So and- your your thoughts on the list, the game list, because I know that. Rick was kind of disappointed with the list, and you know, I, I looked at the list and said that there were some some good games on there, and there there was a mix of long and short games. But did you find that most people tried? Because you said Rick tried Bioshock and and kind of switched up. So I'm assuming that people were just going to go for the shorter games because if you beat Frog, if you can beat Frogger faster than Bioshock, and you you can get the same amount of points from it, why wouldn't you do that? Well, obviously, uh. I'm not going to bash on the list because I want to appreciate everybody that made the list. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not bashing. I'm just saying, what did we learn from this, and how can we improve it next time? The people that are building the list have to have more knowledge of what we were looking for, and the people that made the list, I'm, I'm not complaining against them or anything like that. Uh, but a couple of the games uh, should not have been on the list, uh, namely uh, Crazy Taxi should not have been on the list because there's no campaign for that um and because of the rule we stated that you had to beat the game and you had to have the trophy for beating the game um which is why i couldn't get credit for frogger the way we did it was you had to have the trophy for beating the game and if you already beaten the game you could claim to beat it again if there was a harder difficulty trophy to win on so in case of uncharted if i had beat it on normal and then i went through uncharted and beat it on hard i could prove i beat the game again the other way that you can prove that you beat a game previously is if with a new game plus trophy. Uh, you guys are going to know immediately why this this uh, game should not be on the list, and that's Heavenly Sword. Oh, what was it like three hours? I mean, it was longer. That is like seven hours or something like that. There's no trophy list. Right. So there's no way to prove because we established that you couldn't take a screenshot of the credits because anybody could just load up in the last game, sa- uh, end game save, beat it real quick, and then post the pictures of the credits and say, hey, I beat it again, and not go all the way through. So, uh, but there were a couple games on here that were uh, pretty cool. I mean, the total list for anybody that's not in the Facebook group is Frogger Returns, Hello Neighbor, Cardamari Forever, Rage, Rage 2, Castlevania Harmony of Despair, Ratchet and Clank, the old one. Uh, the remake, Slay the Spire, Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Surgeon Simulator, Killzone 3, Crazy Tacky, Enslaved, uh, Odyssey to the West, Dangerous oh, World, which I don't... That was an excellent do. game. Um, Firewatch, Heavenly Sword, Mega Man 9, Mega Man 10, Metal Slug 3, Mighty Number no. 9, Wolfenstein the New Order, Strider, Stick It to the Man, Hugh, Deadly Tower of Monsters, Titanfall 2, Bug Snacks, and Mafia Definitive Edition. Hugh is one of those smaller games that I've played that I really enjoyed, so I was glad to see Hugh on the list. 
the problem with the list is that I didn't feel like I could beat it in a quick enough amount of time to warrant me not uh, relying on the spam. Because I was... I, I, I Somebody should have given me pineapple for how much spam I was using. Uh, Don't nobody want that canned meat. So essentially, in the end, spamming won you the war. Uh, what won the war was the fact that I dropped off the spam to earn those two extra games. Otherwise, we would have lost. Rick, obviously, doing his work. Nitro uh, wasn't able to get there until uh, 6 o'clock at night, so he wasn't able to beat any games. And I think he earned a total of 18 trophies the entire war. Uh, no, 16 trophies. Ni- oh, wait, no. Yeah, 16 trophies. Every little bit helps. When you say trophies, do you mean platinums or just trophies in total? Just total trophies. Uh, total, uh, all right, so total of trophies earned... I earned 780, Nitro earned 16, Rick earned 231, and Rebe earned 52. Daryl earned 556, Corey earned 19, JT earned 206, and No Other Builder uh, got 258. 68, sorry. Uh, total platinums earned, I had 52, Nitro had 0, uh, Rick had 7, and Rebe had 3. Uh, Daryl had 38, uh, Corey had 0, JT had 11, and No Other Builder had uh, 12. So we wound up winning the uh, Platinums by 1. Because if we would have lost that point, then we would have lost the war. Well, I mean, like like I said previously when we had you and Daryl on the show for another fireside chat, we, you know, it seemed like the teams were pretty evenly matched. One of my teammates uh, kind of went MIA. I don't know what the hell happened to him. And Joe had to drop out of the war because originally it was going to be five on five. And Joe had to drop out of the war because he had to go to uh, some personal event. i not sure exactly what it was. So we weren't, we had dropped down to four on four. And uh, I had fun. I was tired. 25 hours of spamming is just a little too much. That, that doesn't sound like fun. I'm going to be honest. No, it doesn't. The, all the crap talking, uh, you know, the sabotaging. But the real winner, even though we won the war, was the kids. Uh, overall, we earn we between all the pages, we raised about two hundred fifty dollars. Do you do you uh, you did you hear that? He's like he had to get that little dig in there that they won the war. He's like the real winners, you know, even though we won the war, the yeah, kids, the kids, the, the kids. winners. Well, of course, uh, the real winners are the kids, but you know. I, I just hope Daryl has learned his lesson and doesn't challenge me to another trophy war because both times he has failed horribly. Well, I wouldn't say this is a failed horribly if they only lost by one. Well, no. Well, okay. The team, we won by one. If you look at me versus Daryl, he got his ass kicked. So that's what you're comparing. So you need to be more specific. Yeah, because Daryl only earned 38 Platinums. I earned 52. I mean, that sounds like 14 more to me. Uh, 14 Platinums was uh, how many Platinums I earned the entire last war and I beat him by that Um, and I got over 200 more trophies than him so he wasn't even close Lottie freaking Dodtricky alright so let's move on uh, to actually Extra Life uh, I 
trying to look it up now. I believe Extra Life to this point has earned a total of over $10 million. I'm trying to find out exactly. Uh, Hold on. I know it was over nine when you uh, shared the total on Saturday night, I believe it was. Yeah. uh, Yesterday, as of 10 a.m., they posted, and it's $10,088,728.73. Again, that's, what, uh, 16 hours ago? 17 hours ago? Do, do we know what the high score, we'll call it, for Extra Life is? Uh, the total amount earned in a year was uh, 14 million, and that was last year. Okay, I think I thought it was around there. Yeah. So, again, you know, we could definitely break that record again this year. Uh, fundraising goes until the end of the year. Uh, I am personally trying to earn myself the uh, Extra Life Neon Light. I don't know if you guys saw it. I doubt that I'm going to be able to get it. Yeah, but you if you do that, you can't rat spam for a year. Yes. Which would be the perfect time for Daryl to uh, challenge me to a war. Uh, I'm putting it in the Skype chat now for you gentlemen. Uh, if I can find the chat. Where the hell did the chat go? Uh, why is it? My chat's gone. I don't know why. Oh, there it is. Uh, so there you go. Um, that's what I'm trying to earn, but I have to earn a total of twenty five hundred dollars raised in order to earn that. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, so I really want that, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. All right, so let's move on because Alex, you actually put together our topics. Um. The next thing that you wanted to talk about was the Uncharted movie trailer. I'm sure that a lot of people who have played the Uncharted games and who have fallen in love with them like we have and the characters, you probably have some strong opinions one way or the other about, you know, this movie. And I just kind of wanted to get everybody's thoughts about the movie itself and if they're if they want to go see it or if they're kind of hesitant. I think Yield posted the trailer in the Facebook thread. So, Yield, why don't you kind of just give your thoughts on the trailer to start out? I'll go watch it. I'm kind of being cautiously optimistic. Um, I like the trailer. I like the, the the banter that they showed in the trailer. The one thing, the couple, the one thing that I didn't like was we seem to have video game moments in the movie. Yes, I saw that too. And I was hoping that it would be its own movie, so to speak, with, with, with those characters without having, you know, we saw, we saw the plane from Uncharted 3 and we saw the ships. Was that three or I thought that was two. Huh? Was that? Th- no, the plane was three. The, the train was two. With all the cargo flying out the back and, and Nate holding on for dear life, that was three. Yeah. Because remember, he falls he falls out of the plane and lands in the desert or something. Correct. Yeah. And and then the train, or not the train, hit Drake coming out of the water and seeing the ships remind me of four. So I was just kind of like, oh, I'm not going to hold it against the movie. I was just disappointed. The thing I will say about that yield is I think that for Uncharted fans, like they want those little nods to the source material because they want to know that the people making this movie understand and know the games and aren't just, you know, looking to make money off the name. So I think that those little things, those little set pieces are important. 
You know, even if it's even if you want a more original piece, I think that those little ties and those nods are important to the overall enjoyment of fans. Because I, I saw that and like that was probably seeing the plane scene with the cargo flying out the back and Tom Holland like holding out for dear life. That was actually probably my favorite part of the trailer, except for when he was holding his hand to his ear and Mark Wahlberg told him to uh, stop doing that. He looked like an idiot. That was a good one. I, I personally like the one where Drake is shaking up a drink and Sully's like, you're a little young to be a bartender, aren't you? And he quips back, you're a little old to be going to prom. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's classic Uncharted. Tom Holland has come out and said that given another chance, he would approach the role differently. He, I don't know, with, with him saying I would have approached the role differently, that kind of gets me a little worried. And the fact that Mark Robert is playing Sully and he's just not old enough to be playing Sully. It, it just it 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 takes me out of the immersion of it. I and like like you said, I will go see this, but I'm not hopeful. I, I will go with that also because you see the trailer where all of a sudden Sully says something about uh, uh, about uh Sam and Drake's like, Oh you know my brother? It's like, oh, wait, what now? What? You know, what? We need its own, you know, it's like, I, I want its own story. Let's not cram one through four in a two and a half hour movie. So when I saw the casting for this, I, I was like, they have miscast this movie because I like Tom Holland. But as boyish Spider-Man, he works as Nathan Drake. Treasure Hunter, I'm not so sure. I definitely want to give him a chance, but if you ask me if he was the right person, like, if you ask me if he was the right person to cast in the movie, just seeing, like, pictures from the set, I was like, he does not fit the role of what I expected to see out of Nathan Drake. And then you've got, like Tricky said, Mark Wahlberg, maybe Mark Wahlberg now is around the age that Sully was when Nate was really young, but he just doesn't seem like a good pick for Sully. And then you've got, that was Chloe, right? Chloe Frazier. Uh, you know, th yeah. that's what I would say. Because if that's not Chloe, oh my god, that's a spot on for Chloe. Chloe is too close in age visually from what I see in the movie during the scene she's in to Mark Wahlberg. Like, I think that, that, that Sully and Chloe are too close in age. Because Chloe was closer to Nate's age when Nate was older in the games. Right. Yes. And that was the first thing I thought was you, you've got all these other references that you're making towards the game, but yet Drake and Chloe had a thing before Elena. So if you've got an older Chloe, you've already muddled that up. Yeah, so I, I think there's issues with the casting, but who knows, maybe it'll turn out to be a big, one of those big fun summer blockbusters that we can all enjoy. Or, you know, maybe as Uncharted fans, we'll all pick it apart mercilessly. I did also notice that they... Um, noted specifically that this was going to be exclusive to theater. So it's not going to be on a streaming service. It's not going to launch streaming service and movie theater. You're going to have to go to the movie theaters to see this. And that's fine with me. I'm fine. I mean, it's that. fine. I think that people feel safer going to movie theaters now, but I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of nice to be able to watch it from home, especially like this is one of those movies where Dune, like Dune seems like a movie you'd want to go see in theaters. This not knowing what the quality is going to be. And, you know, I mean, you want to watch it as an Uncharted fan, but also, like, do you want to go pay $20 at the movie theater, $20 or more, and then have the movie be a stinker? 
that's the risk I guess I'm willing to take. So, yeah. so we, we've all said our opinion. So let me ask you guys, how much do you guys trust Nolan North? Nolan North? Yeah. The actor for, for Drake? Well, no, the, the voice actor. The but voice actor for Drake? What? What's his relation to the movie? Because well, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. That's why I'm asking. How how much do you guys trust his opinion? I trust his opinion, uh, just like any other voice actor. I mean, I've, I'll take it with a grain of salt when he says things. Okay, so I saw a snippet of an interview that he was on, and he got to see an early release of a, of the Uncharted movie, and he okay. he said Wahlberg nailed Sully. Really? Yeah, I kid you not. All right, fair enough. I was like, well, okay, that's a stamp of approval. You know, it may be just that, I mean, he may, like, because Sully has those quips. Like, he's like the irresponsible older father, or like the irresponsible uncle, that, you know, is cool to hang around, but he's always going to get into some shit, and if you're with him, you're going to get into some shit. So, I mean, maybe attitude-wise, Wahlberg is a good pick. It's just visually, it's kind of off-putting. Like, Electric, you said, it kind of takes you out of the scene because we're used to be to having Sully being portrayed as much older. And then you have Mark Wahlberg, and he doesn't have the mustache. And Because young Sully, or the youngest version of Sully we saw in Uncharted 4, he had a mustache still, didn't he? Yes. And to be fair, Mark Wahlberg would look kind of ridiculous with that mustache, so I don't know. I'm- there was a picture... Um. Of him, it, it was in his dressing room or, or whatever, and he had the as they prefer, as they like to call it, the porn stash. I mean, Mark. I just looked up Mark Wahlberg's age. He's actually fifty years old. Let's say middle aged Sully, and you've got at at best late teens, more than likely early twenties. Drake, right. where where we are more kind. Uh, kind kindling no anyway we're more used to probably the 40s sully to young drake kid drake early teens you know and this just seems like like age-wise everything's a little out of whack especially like alex said where you got cleo and cleo is more looks more sully's age than she does Drake's age. I just looked up uh, how old was Sully in Uncharted. Uh, and this is coming from IGN. It says, Sully's age is 56 years old in Uncharted, Drake's fortune, and 60 years old in Uncharted 3. I gotta give him credit for a uh, a 56-year-old. He sure was running around the jungles pretty pretty well. It goes on to say, Sully states at the end of Uncharted 3 that he was 40 years old when he met Nate 20 years ago. Sully was 40 when he met Nate 20 years ago. So, again, at the end of Uncharted 3, he was 60. <laughs> Maybe we're just getting too hung up on the age, but I think it's just kind of one of those things that sticks out as like a sore thumb in the trailer, is just that visual of Mark Wahlberg, where you think it's like, look, I understand you probably cast Mark Wahlberg because he's a big name and he's a guy who can draw an audience, but you got a question. I think most people probably have is, is he the right pick for selling? And maybe he is. So next thing you wanted to talk about was the PlayStation plus games in November. Yeah. I mean, cause it seemed like people were pretty happy about these games. 
Yes, we had six titles this month. Uh, the first one was Knockout City, which obviously uh, most of us have played. Uh, Alex, I know. And, and, uh, and Platinum. Tricky. Okay. Well, I haven't Platinum yet, so. I, 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 I know. That's why I did that. I know. Uh, well, are you going to play Knockout City? And if so, do you want to get the band back together to help you uh, get the game done? I mean, the only way that I would play it is if, yes, there's a, a chance I could get the Platinum. So. If everybody's willing to come back together and help me, then I will. I'd be willing to play it. But I mean, if Yield got the platinum, I mean, you could definitely get the platinum. What are you trying to say? You're you're taking shots there, and you don't need to be taking shots. Yeah, exactly. What are, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying, if Yield can get the platinum, anybody can get the platinum. What are you trying to say? Just come out and say it. Don't beat around the I'm bush. Not, just come out and I'm say not it. Trying to say anything. I I very clearly said what I said. Yeah, you're trying to say that I don't platinum any difficult games. That's exactly what you're saying. I'm just saying, you know, we got first class trouble also for PlayStation Plus. Which, which also we should say that that's a brand new game. Like it came out, like its release day was the, the PlayStation Plus day. Yeah. I think like we could do a game night with this. Uh, first class trouble is a social deduction party game where six people play together online aboard a luxury space cruiser. At the start of each game, four players will be randomly selected to be residents, cooperatively trying to shut down a rogue AI at the heart of the ship. The other two players will be the personoids who will lie, deceive, and do whatever it takes to stop them. Teamwork is the key to survival, but who can you trust? I, a lot of people are making uh, similarities this to Among Us. Uh, so Never played Among Us. Among Us is fun, but it's very simple. I think this would be a, uh, I hate to phrase it this way, but a more grown-up version of Among Us. I mean, that's probably why Among Us is so popular, is because it's, you know, the barrier to entry is not as high, so, you know, kids or whoever can get in and play it and have a good time. Because, I mean, you, I mean, who are you most likely to hear, you know, spouting off some nonsense from Among Us? It's probably a child. Yeah, well, my my sweet mom D runs around the house every time I tell her something, she's like, that sounds sus. The next game we got is Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. See, I didn't even know. I, 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 re- I never played this game, but I know that it had a lot of hype and a lot of love when it first came out. You know, especially for an EA game. But I didn't even know they redid this game or they remade it. I wonder if Kurt. I wonder if Rhode Island ever got their money from Kurt Schilling. That okay? Then you just confirmed exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say, wasn't this the game that Kurt Schilling, uh, his company made and like defrauded the government or the city and stuff? Something like that, the state or something. The next game we got is Persistence VR. So if you have a VR, that's a good game for you. Another VR game we got, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Standard Edition. And we got a third VR game called Until You Fall. You being the VR guy, how are these games? I don't know. I've packed up my VR six months ago and haven't unpacked it because I redid my studio and... I haven't hooked my VR back up, but I'm definitely going to get into these. I don't know if I'm going to play The Walking Dead, because I don't think I want zombies coming at me in first-person view, but we'll, we'll try it out. Uh, six games. I mean, granted, three are VR games, so that kind of limits the amount of people that can get them, but that is uh, our PlayStation Plus games. Quick question. I think the star is definitely King of Vomelor, Re-Reckoning, but... Um, does it seem like maybe this is a ploy, not a ploy, but just, do you think the Knockout City crowd has died down 
and this is an attempt by by them to get more people into it to reinvigorate the community. Well, it 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 could be because I mean, truth be told, and I mean, granted, we were playing it about every night for a couple, two or three hours. We all got the platinum in a month. But now they're doing seasons. Uh, I think right now they're doing a uh, a hacked uh, theme. Let me look. Because I mean, this this is one of those games along the lines of like Fall Guys. Is anyone still playing Fall Guys? Yes, Fall Guys is very packed. Really? Yeah. I I think the uh, yeah okay season three is hacked. So they're in season three of their themes for Naka City. I mean, it's. I know you guys don't watch the Twitch community, but um, Tim the Tatman, uh, it just seemed like every stream he, every game he played, somebody was trying to sabotage him, throw him off the grief at him. Uh, Yield, you've played uh, Fall Guys, uh, where people are griefing, uh, but it just seemed like everybody was targeting Tim and he couldn't win a game. Uh, people got involved. ESPN was involved. The the Fall Guys Twitter was uh, trolling him. Uh, so. That's when it was really big, and then after that happened, I think it just died off a little bit. But it's still steadily going on, adding new uh, games and events. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, and I know also, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Squid Games. You guys watch Squid Games on Netflix? I no. have, yes. We, we watched the entire limited series. That is also uh, becoming a very popular trend now. They're incorporating uh, Squid Games into uh, certain things, uh, Minecraft, Fortnite. Um, and a lot of people play Squid Games, and so is Fall Guys. They're incorporating some of the Squid Games games into Fall Guys. So it, it's it's like a silent killer. Like it, I don't know if silent killer is the right words. Uh, it, it it's moving on pretty steadily. It's just it's not gonna get a lot of news until somebody else is gonna you know have a hard time winning their their first crown. Uh. Maybe I'll spark it because I still haven't got my first crown, even though Sweet Mama D has eight now. Oh, so that's why you gave up. I I don't have any. I I was like, this game's dumb. Once once you get past the griefing and you have some kind of a strategy, it's pretty fun. <laughs> once you get past the griefing, uh, no thank you. I will not be involved with any griefing. I will play games where no one can grief me. Well, then you'll play never play a multiplayer game. There's definitely some games where it can be limited. Yeah. The last thing you want to talk about, Alex, is what we have been playing. Oh, I didn't know if you were going to do this or not, because, you know, this is typically something we do on, on the the official shows. But hey, I mean, if you want to go ahead and do this, I mean, I, I've got some stuff I can talk about, so. Alright, well, let me just uh, hit you guys with what I've been playing. and, and A whole uh, bunch of shit. A lot of this you're not gonna really care about, uh, but let's see. Um, I beat Beyond Two Souls from since the last time I was on the show. What'd you think? I wasn't impressed with the end. Wh- which ending did you get on your first playthrough? Devoe died. Yeah, I'm, I remember his character, and I don't remember the rest. He was the father. Who who did who did she end up with? Alone. Alone? Okay. Yeah, I think I chose... Yeah, I chose alone. Uh, one day I'll go back and get the platinum and just... Uh, I I didn't realize until halfway through that there was actually collectibles. So I'm going to have to start from the very, very, very beginning. 
Uh, I got the Walking Dead final season done. Didn't get the platinum because I missed two trophies. Well, there, there, there are some collectibles in that that you can't get it in one run. I, you save, so I got all the collectibles you can get outside of one run. So, so what did you think about that as well? Well, did, did you agree with my opinion of that gave you the feel? What was the closest to the feels you got from the first one? Yes and no. I don't think it was as impactful as the first one. Um, and without spoiling it, which I guess I can because it's, what, five years old now at this point? I was really pissed towards the end of the last episode when I thought something happened. Uh, but yeah, it, it made me rage. Like, I I almost turned off the game and was not going to play. I was not going to finish it. Uh, but I'm glad I did. Uh, so, yeah. I finished uh, Kenya. Uh, Bridge of Spirits. How, Been playing Marvels. How, how was that game? I haven't played that. Kenya is really fun. Uh, very good effort by the first first game out of the door with Ember Labs. I think so. Yes. Uh very very well done game. I I think you could honestly beat it in seven eight hours. Um, uh, Ember Labs needs to learn their difficulty spikes. Because I it it honestly goes from playing, uh, you know, just an average game where you can't really die. Like they give you every option to stay alive, uh, and then the hardest difficulty is like Dark Souls level of hard. The uh, the corrupted woodsmith. That's when I saw like a huge. I mean, I saw a little spikes here and there, but that was the highest spike because the second boss fight, the second big boss fight of the three, it's absolutely, I think it's unbeatable. I mean, it's not unbeatable. Oh, when you mean maybe you mean on the harsh difficulty, but I thought it was harder than I didn't even. I haven't even gotten to that point on the, the harsh difficulty on master yet. But I thought the the final boss was easier than the woodsmith. Yeah, the final boss was easy enough. Uh, I started playing Guards of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, people are people are wetting their jockeys all over that game. That it's it's actually pretty fun and pretty good. Uh, there are, you know, I have some complaints about it, and I can go into that more into episode 500. Oh, uh, can I, but, real quick, can I just say a pet peeve of mine? Is when people are talking about a game, and I may have done this in the past, so feel free to call me out on it, but I hate when people okay. say, it's not a perfect game. Well, no shit, because no game is perfect. You could throw out Shadow of the Colossus or Ocarina of Time or whatever you want. It's not, no games are perfect. All right, so now comes all of the spam. Uh, okay, Vera Blank, Full Moon. Uh, got the Platinum. Love Choice, got the Platinum. How to Take Off Your Mask, Remastered. I got three Platinums in that. Get to the Top Breakthrough, Game and Arcade. Got that. Zippy, The Circle, Level 1 and 2, 3, three and 4, 5, 6. Uh, Z the, ZJ, The Bull, Bai Kwai, Blind Men, Syrup, and the Ultimate Sweet. Baseball, Syrup. And the ultimate suite again, uh, Strawberry Vinegar, Autumn's Journey, uh, Cross the Moon, Baseball, American Football, Catch the Ball and Balls, Racing, Space, Track, All Through Breakout Gaming, uh, Takarita Meets Fries, got that platinum four times, uh, beat, uh, beat Metal Slug, uh, Beat Battle for the Grid, Remnants in the Night, Nowhere Girl, Bowling Breakthrough Gaming, Cross the Moon a total of six times, and Zippy the Circles for the rest. Uh, for a total of 56 Platinums. Gross. Disgusting. I need to go shower after hearing that list. 
I have to go find out what I'm getting yelled at. So, Alex, tell us what you've been playing, sir. So, I don't think I've actually said this on a show yet, because the last time we recorded, I don't think I had gotten it yet, but got the Platinum and Alan Wake remastered. So, I went through, my final trophy was the beat the game on Nightmare Difficulty, and I'm going to be honest, Nightmare Difficulty in that game is not hard at all. So, yes, the enemies take have more health and they can deal more damage. The thing is, though, is they don't limit your ammo in the game, so the same amount of ammo you could get in your normal playthrough, you can get that same amount of ammo in Nightmare Mode. So, in some instances, I had Flare Gun ammo, um, Flares, and... Um, uh, what are those? Flashbang grenades. I had, like, numbers in the double digits of all those, which make the game significantly easier. Because obviously you can throw out a flashbang and take out, you know, three, four, five enemies at once. So, you had to make better use of your flashlight and use it to stun enemies because the key is you don't have to fight every fight. You can sometimes run away and use your flashlight just to, you know, hold enemies off long enough for you to get the next light source. But the nightmare difficulty was not very hard, and it's because they don't really limit your ammo. You can get still get quite a bit of ammo. The one thing I did notice, though, as far as, like, trophies for this game, they kind of did trophy hunters pretty dirty in this, because, so with the collectibles, you have to get all of them. And so you can go to chapter select, and there's, on the extras screen on the, from the main menu, it tells you how many collectibles you've gotten out of how many there are in the game. The problem is, is when you go to chapter select, they don't tell you how many you've gotten in each chapter. So you essentially, for some of the collectibles, like say the coffee thermoses, and there's a hundred of them in the game, you have to go through every single level and have like a video and check every single space just to make sure you got them all. The pages, the manuscript pages, like they're titled. Each one of them has a title. So you can go through and see which ones you're missing. So that you can kind of tell where you need to go as far as the level goes. But the thermoses and like the... um the little, like, sign posts, like, the there's, like, these little artifacts that teach you history about the town, about Bright Falls, and you have to read all of those in the game. I think there's 25 of them. Those don't give you a number. So there are just some collectibles that you just have to go into chapters where maybe you've already gotten them all, but you don't know because it doesn't tell you in the chapter select screen. So if you're going to do something like that, just say, hey, in this chapter or this section of a chapter, you've gotten three out of three collectibles. Like, that helps a lot. And it saves me from having to play, essentially, a game that I had to play three times in a row. And then the DLC episodes, so there's the Signal and the Rider, and if you buy Alan Wake Remastered, you get both of them in the package. They're both fun. Uh, they're short little things. You can beat them in an hour, hour and a half. Not a ton of collectibles in there, so uh, I did enjoy those. The problem with these DLCs is, or more specifically the second DLC, the Rider, is that there's a trophy in each one where you have to get through the DLC in one run. You can pause it, but you can't, you know, turn off the game, turn it back on, and you can't die. So in the first one, the signal, it's not as hard because it's mostly combat-based. But in the second one, the rider, there are platforming sections. And if you, one of the things in games that you should always do is focus on what you do really well and amplify that, and then try to minimize the the lesser aspects of a game, and the, the platforming in Alan Wake is terrible. It's awful so the fact that you have to do platforming sections and it's not super hard to die all while trying to get through this thing in one sitting and you know not die leads to a lot of restarts so that's the one thing about the second dlc is that they leaned on platforming too heavily and as a result it gets frustrating to try to go through and get that trophy where you go through in one run because well 
Alan Wake is terrible at platforming, and you could just easily fall off the map and die, you know, with, without even thinking about it. So, there are a few things in Alan Wake that they should not have focused on. Uh, the gunplay and, like, the flashlight stuff, that was all really cool, but then, like, there was driving and platforming. Not a lot of platforming in the main game, more driving, but those were kind of minimized because they weren't great aspects of the game. But then in the DLC, you have more platforming than you should, and that was kind of my only real gripe with the DLC. But, I mean, overall, enjoyed playing Alan Wake again and enjoyed playing the DLCs as well. Um, aside from that, I, since Dupes had gotten me a three-month subscription to PlayStation Now, I decided to buckle down and actually check out PlayStation Now and play some stuff from there. So I decided to play Little Nightmares because I was going through the list. And I was like, oh, hey, Little Nightmares. You know, I had never played that before, and I heard it was really good, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a puzzle platformer. It's a very macabre, gruesome puzzle platformer, kind of like Limbo. So right there, if you like Limbo or something like Inside by Playdead, then I think you'll really enjoy Little Little Nightmares as well. And uh, yeah, um, don't know what else to say, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's you know, it's not a long game, but it's still it's still a lot of fun. Like I said, it's gruesome. So if you're still feeling that itch from Halloween, you've got a little carry over there into into November. It'll scratch that itch. And, uh, yeah, that's really all I've been playing. I did kind of want to comment on PlayStation Now in general, because as someone who, and I totally, I, I definitely want to say again, thank you to Mark Dupes for, you know, getting the, getting the subscription for me, because I, I definitely appreciate it. But as someone who has owned every PlayStation console, you know, home console, not the portables, I don't think there's as much value for me in PlayStation Now, because I've got the list separated out, like, it goes from descending order, like, from the most downloaded. So, of course, Last of Us Part 2 is up at the top right now. Once you get outside of the top 50 games, you're kind of, like, stretching. You're kind of like, okay, I don't know if I want to play this. It's like a sale on the PSN. Like, all the best games are at the top, and then once you get outside the top 50, it's kind of like, okay, so this is where where we're at in life, and I don't really want to play these games. So, I mean, if you're, if you're it's great if you're playing, if you're someone who missed out on the PS3, or the PS4, or the PS2, like, PlayStation Now has a lot of value for you because you pay one lump, you can, you know, you pay the monthly fee, or the yearly fee, or the three-month subscription service, and, you know, you have this giant buffet of games you can play from, but for someone who's owned all the consoles and played all of Sony's biggest games, or, you know, a good portion of them, there's just not as much value for the for you there. You know, the, P- the PS4 games, there's not a great selection, they do have some of the bigger games, but I imagine they rotate those out because they can still sell those. The PS3 game library is pretty stout. I mean, they've got like the late, like the heavy hitters from the PlayStation 3 library. So that's really, I think, where you're going to find your most value is if you miss the PlayStation 3 era. And then PS2, I didn't notice a ton of stuff from there. But like I said, the main focus seems to be the PS3 and then getting those, some of those big PS4 games and kind of cycling them out after people have had, you know, a few months to play them. But yeah, PlayStation now, you know, if you, if, if you're playing catch up on a Sony console, I think it's great for someone who, like I said, who has played on all the consoles, maybe not your thing. I mean, you can still find games on there to play. I just don't think you're going to want to pay the subscription fee, especially if you've played all the biggest games. Although, you know, like I said, Little Nightmares is a game I haven't played, and I'm I'm glad that I actually am playing it, so that was definitely a good thing to come out of PlayStation Now. But uh, the real value is, I think, in the PS3 section of the library, and not so much the PS4 or PS2. I'm I'm done rambling. Yield. So uh, I played Heavy Rain, uh, Far Cry Four. Have you beat it yet? Heavy Rain. Yeah, I got the platinum. 
now, okay, I guess we can spoil at this point. What did you think about it? Because a lot of people were upset who the killer turned out to be. Um, I was okay with it. I I personally didn't see it coming. I think that it was a good plot twist, but I, I, I was hoping it was somebody else because the dude's a dick. And who did you hope it was? Uh, the uh, uh, the police detective that was working with Jaden. Really? Because the dude was a dick, and I wanted him to die. So it it was personal. It was, I had no facts on the basis other than that dude's a dick. He needs to die. Okay, fair enough. Everyone points out the big plot hole in the game, which is in spoiler for anyone who hasn't played it, but it's been a while. So is the clock shop where you are playing as the killer, and there's no kind of any indication that you are playing the killer. I mean, they don't want to spoil it, but it seems like that entire scene, they didn't actually think it through. And to me, like I said, I don't have a problem with who was the killer. I didn't see it coming either, which, I mean, is a sign of a good twist, but when you have scenes when you're playing as the killer and the scene plays out, and then you leave the area and what supposedly played out, like they go back and retcon retcon the the scene to be like, oh yeah, well, something else happened while you weren't controlling the character. It's kind of bullshit. And Honestly, that game was like when you're in the mall calling for Jason and you just press whatever button, like X or something to, to like press X to Jason. Like that that game is, I know it's really serious and the subject matter is really serious, but it's unintentionally funny in like ways that take you out of the experience. So, uh, I mean, overall, like it was a very enthralling story. But again, like that one scene, when you look back on it, it's like, wow, this is a major plot hole that you all did not vet. Well, yeah, I, I thought the same thing from the, yeah, the typewriter, the clock. When you get to the, uh, right before the end of the game where the killer is reminiscing everything that happens and, you know, the, the, the killer reminisces of, of grabbing some evidence, but, uh, Lauren's like, oh, hey, I grabbed this. And it was like, so who really grabbed it? Anyway, um, the game for me was slow in the beginning, like just awfully slow. And then finally, like the last third of the game, I'm like, okay, now I'm digging it. I love the combat sequences, though. Those were fun. Where you had to fight off a killer, or you had to fight off an enemy, or you were fighting in general. Those were fun. Not to be perverted, but the only thing I really remember from that game, uh, other than who the killer was, was the uh, the bold step at the at the time was the with the Madison scenes with. The- oh, where she grabs the dude's nuts, and then you, that, and then you had that, then you had the option to be busy or open the door. That I thought was hilarious. Uh but. Just the fact that the time, you know, with the the sex scene and the the nudity and stuff like that, I thought that was just at the time it was a little cutting edge. You know, not a lot of people were doing that. What else were you playing, Yield? Uh, Far Cry Four and uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Now I noticed uh, you and Homer did a little bit of streaming of Far Cry Four. Yeah, we were working towards our co-op trophies. Because you guys, uh, you guys actually scared the crap out of me because I went to stream, 
And then just before I hit the live button, I got a notification on my phone saying, Proof of Gamer is live. And I went, oh, I, did we get hacked? And I looked up and I saw you and Homer were playing. I was like, oh, all right. It just threw me for a loop. Thought we got hacked for a minute. I'm going to bring this show to an end. Uh, Alice is going to be happy because we're right around the hour mark, which is always his target. Uh, we will see you guys next week for episode 500. Uh, we do have two guests coming on the show. Uh, two fan favorites. One is... Uh, Don't you fucking dare give away the surprises. Don't spoil this shit. I'm I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say uh, you're going to want to tune in. Uh, the show is going to be done live on twitch.tv backslash gamer at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Uh, I do not know how long we're going to be. Oh, it's a good thing it's next weekend. The Bengals are on a bye. <laughs> uh, I don't know how long the show's going to be, but we do have some surprises. We do have, we have some... Uh, oh, the Jeff thing, it'll be great. Yeah. kind of want to watch it as live as it happens so people can see my authentic reaction from hearing it the first time. Okay. Uh, I'd love for you to do that, because originally that's what I was going to do, but uh, with the delay, you're not going to see it in real time. So, uh, I, I'd I mean, love I for you not to shit on my parade, Tricky. <laughs> Just shitting in my cornflakes. It gets the yield seal of approval, so it's oh, definitely worth it. It's uh, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, Tricky, I did want to ask. You put up that poll yes. the other day on the Facebook page where you asked if you should pass Daryl and Platinum's that night. I think the winning vote was the suggestion that I added, which is eat Count Chocula. Did you eat Count Chocula that night? No, who the hell eats Count Well, clearly you're not a man of the people. Clearly. I eat Fruity Pebbles. I mean, those are delicious, I'll give you that. And I, look, Fruity Pebbles are better than Count Chocula. I'm not arguing with you there, but... I, ha- I actually have Cocoa and Fruity Pebbles. Count Chocula, like, you don't want to eat Count Chocula at all, ever? You uncouth swine. Uh, some other things to make an announcement with. Uh, uh, normally we would have Levi on the show, but we're not going to have him on uh, episode 500. So we're going to bring him on a 501, which at that point, if we're going to bring him 501, we might as well just wait until the next month's update. So he might not be on the show until December. So, uh, because there's no point to bring him on one week and then bring him on the very next week. So we might just wait to have him update us in December. Uh, that's all I can think of. My brain's a little fried. It's been a long week. Until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Bye. Later.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> 